flow. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank road. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusion of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Q and AF. That's where uh, you ask the Qs and I give you the AFs. Sort of like Q&A, but, but also a little bit different because it's me. Um, the purpose of this show is to make you better. So email your questions in, whatever they are, uh, about how to fucking do shit when it comes to business or personal success. We will answer them on the show and you can email them to... Uh, email those questions in to askandy at andyfrasella.com. Thank you, DJ. You're welcome. All right. Sometimes you will tune in and you will hear CTI, and that's short for Cruise the Internet. And Cruise the Internet is a show where we talk about the news, we make fun of the news, we deduce what truth from the news that we can, we talk about the underlying problem, and then tie it back to the solution, which always comes back to us. That's why personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. Sometimes you tune in and we'll have real talk, which is just five to 20 minutes of just a little speech I think is relevant trying to share some info, maybe kick you in the ass a little bit. Most of those times I'm talking to myself, so don't take it too personal. I struggle with the same things you all struggle with. So uh, a lot of these times I'm just yelling at myself, so don't take it personal. Uh, then we have full-length episode. Full-length episode is where we bring in uh, someone who is doing well or has something important to say or has a unique perspective. And we have a discussion, and ultimately we uh, break down what makes them so amazing uh, and we talk about how you have the same amazing shit inside of you and then how to bring that out of you. So, uh, yeah, that's the whole concept of the show. It's unlike other shows. Um, and we kind of just do what we fucking want here and guess what? We can, because it's us. So we have a fee for the show and the fee is to Venmo me, uh, $400 per episode or, or because let's face it, dude. If you take one of these tips that I give you in this real AF uh, on the Q and AFs, and you go, you're going to make four hundred dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. over the course of your life. So, I mean, it actually needs to be a little bit higher. Yeah, inflation. it's probably a little bit higher, and I give out a lot of answers. Yeah, inflation. okay, yeah. So like, you know, maybe it's like four grand. I don't know, but you got to Venmo it to me, or you could just tell someone about the show. So that's your choices, right? And if you don't like, you don't have to do either one of those. You can just tell me to fuck off. Plenty of people do. I'm okay with that too. All right, so. What's going on, dude? Man, hey, you know, <clears throat> yeah, not much. Are you about to get a plug? <laughs> no. What were you looking at? Huh? No, I was looking at my questions. I got. Oh, okay. Up. What's going on? Yeah, not much, man. Chilling. You were um, bitching about the weather, man. Dude, it's an it is annoying. What's so, what's so bad about the weather? Well, the pressure's starting to kick in a little bit. Ooh. It's dark. I'm about to notice it out there. Thought it was a <laughs> protest going on, but no, it's just the weather. Because we're in fucking Missouri. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> no, I'm just, dude. I, I hate it. I need the blue skies, bro. Bro, you know what, man? I was just talking to one of our guys who was in from Arizona, and we were talking about, he, he, like, it's not the cold. It's not It's not anything. No, it's yeah. the lack of sun, dude. Like, I don't know how those people up in, uh, like, Washington and Seattle and-, and Alaska, bro. Yeah, and, like, 24 hours like a day. Vancouver, Canada. Like, it's a beautiful place. Uh, the most beautiful drive I've ever been on in my life was from Vancouver to Whistler. Mm. And- um, I just don't know how I like, I love those places, but when I'm there for even a short amount of time, uh, it, it, 
you're drinking a fucking prime too, bro. I'm friends with Logan and Jake Paul. Okay. Um, just so you know, two of the guys here in the studio are drinking prime. Uh, so that's that, good shit. Yeah. The guys like it. That's good shit. Yeah. So if you're not drinking prime, this is your free plug for prime. Yeah. Apparently it's pretty good shit. Yeah, it's good shit. All right. Uh, anyhow, don't taste like diabetes. It's good. <laughs> good. Uh, I guess that's good. Uh, yeah, I couldn't live up there, bro. I couldn't do it. Uh, like even when I'm there for four, three, four days, it's like I start to get down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't mind if it's three feet of snow outside. I don't either. As the long sun's as out. The fucking sun, bro. Out. That's why I love it. Yeah. Like out in Colorado, man. Yeah. Like, like you go to Colorado. Uh, it's cold. It's 19 degrees. There's fucking snow everywhere, but it's sunny, bro. It's awesome. That's yeah. also the best day drinking. The best day drinking. <laughs> the listen, dude. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm I love Breckenridge, Colorado. Yeah. Like, uh, I love it. Like, it's it's very far liberal. Like, it's definitely like like I stick out there. All right. <laughs> they probably don't love me, but yeah. I love Breckenridge, bro. Right. And my favorite thing about Breckenridge is sitting on the fucking patios during the day when it's. 20 degrees out and the sun's shining down and there's beer and you're there with your you're with your homies like bro it's, it's just a, huh it's good times yeah man it's just yeah. it's just awesome and uh you don't really drink too much anymore but still dude like i need to get back out there yeah well you know i've never i've never been skiing or anything like this shit like that really it's, it's not too hard you figure it out just go to the top, bro. You just go to the top and you fucking go down. I mean, I gotta get like, down somehow. <laughs> like every time you get down without dying, yeah. you learn a little bit. That's a win, bro. That's yeah. how I learned. My yeah. dad, you gotta sell this shit. When we were little kids, we were like eight. We went on these uh, ski trips, and my dad would take us up the mountain, and we fucking know how to ski. Yeah. And he'd be like, "All right, see you at the bottom." <laughs> just leave you so, dude, the first time, the first time he fucking took us up the mountain. I was, dude, I was always like very cautious. Like I wasn't as good of an athlete as Sal is, you mm. know what I'm saying? So like, I was like a little bit less coordinated and uh, I was very cautious and I was, I was shy. I was a mm. shy kid. And so like, I was uncertain of myself. And I remember, I remember the fucking day, like it was, because it was a huge lesson in my life. Uh, <laughs> my dad, I was like, all right, dad, so we're going to go to ski school. And he's like, oh yeah, ski school. Yep. Got you signed up. It's like, well, I'm, so, so we're at the bottom of the lift. I'm like, all right, well, there, there's a ski school right there. Cause you can like see the ski school from yeah. the lift yeah. at any reason. I didn't know this the first time ever we were at Keystone and fucking, uh, he's like, oh no, there's another one up the top. Knowing but, your dad, this, is, this makes dude, sense. if we pulled him in here right now, he's not here. Cause he went to pick up Enzo from golf camp. Yeah. But like, bro, if we pulled him in here right now, this is a hundred percent what he did. This is how he fucking raised me and Sal, bro. Yeah. This is why I'm not afraid to get my fucking ass beat yeah. because I know I'm going to get better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my dad fucking, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, don't worry. There's another ski school up the top and it's an easy way down. And I'm like, all right, that sounds all right. <laughs> we get to the fucking top. We get off the fucking lift. No ski school. Like we both fall down, you know? Cause like the first time you're getting off a lift, you fall on your fucking face. And uh, you know, I'm like wobbling around and shit. And it was a good thing because we knew how to ice skate. So we picked it up quick. Mm -hmm. It's very kind of a similar thing. Um, but anyhow, uh, he's like, all right, see you at the bottom. <laughs> and, <we're> like, <laughs> and he fucking goes away. And like, we're like at the top of the hill, bro. It took us like eight hours to get to the bottom. Oh, I was sore as fuck, bro. I can remember how fucking sore I was as a little, you know, how sore, you know how hard you gotta get your ass beat to be sore when you're eight. Yeah, no shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to like, yeah. Like that's a beating. Fuck yeah. And then I remember the next day, bro, uh, you know, it instead of taking eight hours, it took an hour. Mm. And then on like the third day, we were going down blues. And like that's how we learned how to do shit. Yeah. That was always how we learned. You gotta do it. Yeah. And it's weird because society has now 
they don't allow kids to learn like that. It doesn't seem like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to, you, you have to go out and like fuck up. Yeah. You know, that's how you get better. You fall down, you get better. You fall down, you get better. You get better, you get better. You fall down some more, you get even met. And that's how you have, it, it's really a great metaphor for how life works, bro. Yeah. Like you guys out there in business or you guys out there, uh, whatever it is you're working on, you know, you're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fucking, you know, fall down. And what do you do? You learn, you get better. And the next time, you know, you fall down, you do the same thing. You just keep doing it. It's like, it's like the most simple concept. And yeah. at some point in time, we as humans lose the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. And think about this, bro. Like you have a, you have a, a little girl at home yeah. that's just learning to really get around. Yeah. What if she had quit? The first three times she fucking tried to walk. What if you, what if any of you, you motherfuckers listening yeah. had quit the first three times you fell down or that first time you fell down and hit your head on the coffee table? What if you had quit trying to walk? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's life, dude. That's really what life is in every single aspect, whether it be your relationship, whether it be your business, whether it be your fitness, your health, whether it be your mental development, literally anything. Any of these, your spirituality, any of these things, it's about, it's about learning, you know, being willing to try falling down and getting the fuck back up with your lesson. I, let, me, let me ask you this, man, because, you know, when, when you think about that, right? Like what time do you think the fucking people quit, like learn, like where do they lose that? I, I, well, I think it's because, you know, losing sucks. Nobody wants to lose. Nah, so bro, would you rather like I'm just not even gonna fucking try because my fear of losing is is nah, more dude. than my no, nah, dude. We're bullied into it. I think. Yeah. I think we're bullied into it. You know, at when you're a little kid, you know, you're told, oh, you know what, you could be an astronaut, you could be a doctor, you could be president, you could be the president, right? And you know, you go around by the time like just say you're in first grade, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, you're in class and you're like. I'm going to be the president. Now they're saying, well, the USA is evil. Right, right, right. But, right, uh, right, right. A little different now. Yeah. You know? But like when I was a kid, like, you know, being the president was something you really aspired to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but then take that into 12th grade, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and Andy Purcell in 12th grade walks yeah. around the hallways saying, I could be president. Nope. I could be president, bro. I get laughed out of school. Oh, what do they, they say? You say, you, no, you need to be realistic. Yeah. That's what they say. Bro, my, yeah, my yeah. fucking guidance counselor fucking said that. Yeah, yeah. I went to take my ACT and he was like, you know, cause I was not a very good student because I, I I'm very practical minded. Like mm -hmm. if I don't understand how something is going to benefit me and I'm not interested in learning it, I just can't learn it. Yeah. So I have to be like focused on the right shit. I'm exactly those people that, that school fails. Mm -hmm. Like I'm one of those people. School failed me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it, it hurt me more than it helped me. That's the truth. Yeah. Einstein has this famous quote, bro. Like, if you judge a uh, judge a fish's ability to climb a tree, that's, and go the whole life thinking it's stupid, bro. That's the whole, that yeah, was yeah. that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was no, me. And I learned the difference um, when I went when I my first semester of college, I went to St. Louis University and uh, I took a political science class. And the only because I registered late, I took like a third level class. Okay, mm -hmm. and they just like plugged me into this class um, that I was like not qualified to be in. I was the only fucking student that got an A. Hmm. And I was like, after that, I was like, holy fuck. Because I was interested in it. Right, right. right? right. Uh, shockingly enough, here I am talking about this shit. <laughs> but anyhow, my point to all of you with all of this is, 
is don't be afraid to get your fucking face beat in. Mm-hmm. You know, take your fucking knocks, no matter how hard they come, get the fuck up and keep moving, get better. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. And if you do that, uh, you know, eventually you're going to end up being the guy who's skiing moguls down to black diamonds, you know, wonder and people are like, how'd you learn how to do that? And you're going to yeah. be the guy saying, dude, I fell on my ass a hundred thousand times. Exactly. It's just how it goes. I, I was, that's what I was going to ask you though, man. Cause it's like, you know, you learn from these mistakes and you know, ultimately the goal is to have fewer and fewer of those fucking mistakes. Yeah, right. Sure. But you know, being around with you and then meeting a lot of these other successful people, there's a common denominator that I found. I want you to see if you could touch on this a little bit, but it's almost like you guys embrace that shit because those oh, I'm very, failures don't happen as often anymore. When they do come, it's like, fuck yeah, man, I got a fucking, I got a chance, a real, another chance. Well, right look, here. dude, not, not like, look, dude, if you look at everything as an opportunity to learn and improve your skill set, no matter fucking what happens, yeah. like, dude, when I got stabbed in the fucking face, like the first two years, as you guys know, uh, especially the first year, I was very, very negative. I thought my life was over. Uh, you know, my face was disfigured. I was at an important time in my life with like, you know. Socially, yeah. Yeah, like where I was just kind of learning about girls for real, you know what I'm saying, and women and shit like that. And, uh, you know, it, 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 my face is the size of a grapefruit. It fucks with you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, but, but once I figured out that I start seeing it as, um, an asset, right? I saw it as, okay, well, what the fuck is good about this? What's good about it? What's good about it? And, you know, the thing that ended up being good about it actually kind of like made my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. I was instantly recognizable. People remembered me. Yeah. It taught me perspective that no matter how bad shit is, it can always be worse when I talk to that woman in the grocery store. You know, like that's, um, you know, I talked to a woman in the grocery store who changed my life who, who was completely burned from top to bottom. Uh, the story can be heard on multiple shows, but, you know, I'm not going to tell it here because it's a long story. But the point is, is that these hard fucking things that you are going through, if you see them through the right lens, will actually end up making you. And I think that's an important part. And I noticed that from every successful person that yeah. I talked to. Like when I talk to Ed, my, bro. Uh, yeah, when I talk to Ed Milet, or you know, I talk to Sal, yeah. or I talk to Chris, or I talk to any of these other guys who own these other, uh, you know, these companies and have done really well. Um, you know, fuck any any of these guys. You know, uh, Jocko, fucking Goggins, like they'll all, Rogan. They'll all fucking tell you. All of them will tell you that the hardest times in their life is when they learn the most. Mm-hmm. It's when they learn the most about themselves. It's when they learn the most about everybody else. And it's when they learn the most skills. And then the job for you guys is just to stand back up and go apply the skills. Yeah. It's that simple. That's real, man. Yeah. So anyway. It's real. So work. that's the show. Yeah. <laughs> Share the show, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we got some questions. Yeah, we do got some questions, yeah. man. We got some good ones for you. Um, <clears throat> so let's get through these, man. And, and uh, question number one, actually going right from that, right? Just these hard times. Andy, you've stated... Uh, before that, you know, you've been through three major uh, hard economic times in business. Yes. Okay. So what are some things as business owners we should be considerate of and how can we move forward through uh, this economic hard time that we're going through right now? What are some well, things you took away from them? Well, the first thing that you have to understand is that it's hard on your customers and it's hard on your employees. Mm. Okay. Um, when the cost of living is up like it is and inflation's up the way it is, that's like a double a financial impact, right? The prices go up and your money's worth less. So it's very painful when you're when you're on a limited budget. And a lot of people who are uh, you know, down the path of success, you don't feel it the same way that it's felt by your employees or or your 
your customers. And without your employees and without your customers, bro, you don't have shit. Okay. So don't forget that. I'm not saying, I'm not telling you what to do about that, but I'm saying you should make decisions with that in mind. Um, secondly, and every hard economic time that I've gone through in my business, uh, that's where we grew the most. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason we were able to grow the most during those times is because everybody else panics and decides, and this is what they think. All right. And, and this works for you, by the way, um, in your benefit. They think, oh shit, the sky is falling, sky is falling, sky is falling. And most of these business owners are not seasoned operators. They don't know. And what's your natural reaction when shit goes bad? It's to go into your shell, Defense, right? Yeah. You go to protect. Yep. But that disobeys the natural law of business, which is you are either growing or you are dying. Mm. There is no there is no staying still. Yeah. So the idea of going into your shell and staying where you are is not even a possibility on the chessboard of success because there's enough other people that are still trying that you will naturally regress. Mm. So you have to understand that the best way to survive in these sort of times is to actually get aggressive, okay? And the way you get aggressive is not by spending more money, but it's by putting more intent behind what it is that you do. Do a better job. Take care of your customers better. Invest more in things that are free, but take effort because those things pay off in your word of mouth strategy, all right? So that's free marketing that you'll get from just, that's just free shit you can do. Okay. Now with everybody else not playing at hand and they're not getting aggressive, they're actually pulling back. That means there is tons of opportunity for you to gobble up market. Mm. Okay. Now you may not be equipped monetarily to go out and spend a lot of money on advertising. So how do you do this? You have to do guerrilla marketing. These are things like, these are little things like, you know, doing free, free seminars, uh, going door to door, uh, Basically, you have to get fucking creative, okay? You guys, honestly, are lazy as fuck, okay? Uh, You guys don't want to do the fucking shit that it really takes. And, you know, the first fucking three years of my business, the only fucking marketing that we had was me going door to door and introducing myself. And guess what that did? Not only did it bring us people, but it also taught me people skills. So there was a double benefit to doing this. And a lot of you guys are so afraid of actually getting out and getting your hands dirty that it keeps you from learning the skills that you need to know to win, mm-hmm. all right? So when it comes to these, uh, these, these times where you know, the economy's weak and people are buying less because uh, they, can't, they can't buy more, it dep- like there's no solid answer on this question because I don't know what this person does because it's different for everyone. Mm. But the best thing is, is to have the right mentality. And the right mentality is to understand that there's a massive opportunity for you to grow and to run through the recession and then come out the other side sprinting, okay? Um, a lot of people, also, the reason opportunities come during these times is because a lot of people are overextended financially. They have to cut that off, which creates opportunity for things like property, uh, commercial, or residential. There's all kinds of things that happen in a recession that when someone is positioned properly and they understand what's happening and how to na- and they have the courage to do it, they actually come out the other side a big winner. And I've been fortunate enough um, for that to be the case with our companies every single time we've went through one of these things. Uh, the 2008 you know, situation that happened, a lot of you guys weren't old enough to really understand, but you know, we, we grew 100% like five years in a row. Yeah. 
because we just got really good at doing things that took effort that didn't take money. And guess what? Those things we learned during that time are still things that we try to live by the here today in our culture. They don't go away just because yeah, it's but, not raining no more. Yeah, yeah. but you know, yeah. and and obviously as you get bigger, you know, it's harder to maintain that personal touch. But I think for a big ass company, we do a pretty fucking great job at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, so, but that didn't come from good times. Mm. That came from hard times. Right. That came from the times when we fucking we didn't have shit and we had to get creative. So if you're going through a hard time right now, you should be glad. And you should be asking yourself, what skills is this going to teach me that'll serve me later? Not, oh man, you know what? I'm just going to write it out. That's just an excuse for you to not do shit. That's the truth. And then those are the same people that are telling stories five years from now saying, oh yeah, I had this business, but the economy got me. Recession got me. Yeah. And then there's still a guy, there's a guy right next to him who was also in business who's worth five times as much. It's a fucking choice, guys. Mm. It's a choice. If you have it in your heart and you're willing to pay the fucking price, you could push through and you'll be better off for it. That's what I'm going to do. I would consider doing it as well. Yeah, that's fucking real. Uh, Andy, question number two. Uh, you, we've talked, uh, especially, I mean, especially recently about the idea, this idea of humility, right? And, and your personal self. As a business owner, how do you go about instilling and teaching your employees to practice humility and to be humble? Well, look, man, um, I think people, you know, I think a lot of people misinterpret humility. You know, I think it's, it's framed the wrong way in culture. It's framed like living a quiet little meek. Uh, I'm a nothing. I own nothing. I'm not successful. Um, and people use that as an excuse. A lot of people use that as an excuse as to why they haven't executed. Well, I don't need all that shit because I'm a humble person. (laughs) Okay. Like that's not real, bro. You're not fooling anybody. All right, let's stop that shit. You can be humble and be successful and you can be humble and be not successful too. Um, The real humility is really not even about anything other than you understanding that there's always a long way to go. There's always more you can do. And you're no better than any other single person on this planet. And you have the opportunity every single day to contribute to everything else. And that's actually the key to becoming financially successful too. Because when you contribute to other people, they pay you money for it. Okay. Um, That's how business works. There's a big misunderstanding about how business works. They think it's the, the, you have to take advantage of people. Um, When you operate a business, you can't sustain a business in today's technological environment without being pretty fucking good. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to miss things sometimes? Yeah. You know, that's the reality. You learn, you move forward. But the point is, is that consistently you have to deliver high value and you have to be what you say you will, or you won't survive. You know, we, this isn't 19 fucking 85 where there was no fucking internet and it took two years for the word to get around that you sucked. Right. It happens instant now. Right. Okay. So the only way you can really build a big company or build big financial success is having the humility to learn how to be better and to take every situation that happens and learn from it and move forward with that new skill. Okay. Our company, while I'm proud of what we've done so far, we're fucking, we're a booger on the nose of companies like Amazon. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like we're a booger to fucking Nike. Like we're an annoyance. Mm -hmm. We're not a, you know, like we're still nothing. Right. 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 Like, and, and people see where we are and they think, Oh, I have a fucking bro. If you really know what I thought about what we're doing here, 
I'm actually, you know, I'm I, in reality, I'm proud because I think we do a great job. But, you know, as far as like how far along I am, I'm embarrassed we're not a lot further. Mm. And that's that's not a that's yeah. not on everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on myself. Like I think about all the time I wasted thinking I knew shit that I didn't know. Mm. You know, I think about all the time I wasted uh, thinking I was a big deal when I really wasn't. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and those yeah. are the kind of things where humility serves you. Humility doesn't serve you when you sit at home and say, I don't need to be successful because I'm humble. That's bullshit. That's society framing it that way so you grow up to be a good little worker bee. Okay? Yeah. True humility is understanding how small of a speck you are and understanding how insignificant you really are and still going at it every fucking day as hard as you can because you know that it sets the standard for other people to follow that will make their fucking life better. That's humility. Bro. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay? Yeah. So... You know, as far as like tools of teaching people humility, I would, I would say you're the teacher. I would say you should be the one preaching the message. I said uh, you should learn the most you can about humility and talk to your team about it consistently about what it really means. There is no hack to that. Yeah. You have to practice it. You have to think about it. You have to talk about it because without open conversation, I doubt very many people even thought about humility the way I think about humility. In that percent, nah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, but, but whenever I say this in front of a thousand people, they're all nodding their head like, holy shit, yeah. Right. So like, dude, you have to remember, people use humility as a shield to why they're better than you when you've become successful. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You can't let that shit bother you, bro. No. Just be, you can be super fucking humble and, and fucking win in the financial game. Yeah. You know? And plus, I could tell you, when you win in the financial game, you could do a lot more really good shit for people. So, you know, don't let the false humility fucking get you clouded. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, learn how it's, learn how things serve you. Learn uh, how much more you need to know. Remind yourself how, you know, on the good times when shit's really good and you're kicking ass, try to remind yourself, like, I'm still a booger on somebody's nose. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. And is that conversation the same for like, let's say, you know, uh, an established company that has, you know, hiring new people every fucking day and these new people didn't go through you know, the building blocks. They didn't see the, just yeah, the that's 10 why, people. That's why you have to learn the concept like in depth and be able to talk to your people about it because there is, this shit isn't, where the fuck is that written? Right, right. Okay, so you have to become the teacher. Mm. Like this is a big problem with entrepreneurship in general. Mm. Like a lot of you guys email in shit and you ask about like for hacks and tools and this and that. Bro, if you just learn the shit like in and out to where you could teach it, You'll become the fucking expert on humility for your whole team, you know, or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. You know, they're like, stop trying to like, stop trying to take somebody's info and feed it to your team. You know, like take Andy Frisella's this yeah. and then say, hey guys, I, you know, Andy Frisella's this. <laughs> Instead, what I want you to do is to take the shit, learn it, and then teach it from your own voice to them because that's what's really going to stick to them. Not you passing off uh, you know, like take Ed Milet's book and uh, absorb the information and learn it so good that you can teach it, right? And then teach it to your fucking team. And then if they want to read the book, they can read the book. Right. That's how you should be doing it. This whole thing of like you guys passing personal development shit from, from the author or the creator uh, to your employees and like you're, you're missing a golden opportunity there to become the teacher and the mentor and the leader just by you learning the information and teaching it. 
Okay. Yeah. People, bro, people miss big opportunity there. And you, you could credit those people and say, Hey, you know, I learned this from this, or I learned, I try to do that as much as possible. But at the end of the day, bro, there's only so much shit out there. Yeah. And it, it's like a law. Like there's, there, there's the, 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 the components of success are consistent. And if you want to be and like a lot of guys doing podcasts, you guys mm-hmm. should follow this rule too. Okay doing success coaching and all this shit that some of you shouldn't even be doing, but I'm going to tell you how to be good at it. At least learn the information and teach it in your own voice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Try, try to quit trying to quit missing the opportunity. To be, it's like a hack. Don't be verbatim. Yeah, no, yeah, bro. Yeah. It's like a hack. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to really learn it myself. So, Hey guys, just read some of my let shit. <laughs> like that's good. They'll probably get better, but they're going to get better than you and just fucking leave. Mm. You know, there's not going to be a bond created there that, because you show them how to improve because you understand the content so fucking well. That's what you should be shooting for. That's real, man. That's real. Guys, our third and final question. Uh, Andy, question number three. Uh, you said before that you've started and failed eight businesses before getting one business to be successful. Uh, how did you continue to believe that your business would be successful after 10 years of making almost nothing? What was the difference uh, with the business that took off versus the other eight that failed? What, what what was the biggest change for you? There was only one difference. It was that I was at a point in my life where I had no other options. Mm. That was the only difference. When I failed those eight businesses before, they were, you know, baseball card shop, fucking lemonade stand. Like, I'm talking basic shit. Yeah. Light bulbs, door to door. Like, you know, uh, some other things that, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, just like, just stupid shit. And um, I was never successful at any of those things because um, I, and by the way, that doesn't mean drugs. I'm just talking. <laughs> I, I want to clarify. Be clear, no cartel yeah. shit. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I was, I was a good kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My parents didn't, I didn't, you know, did I smoke some weed? Yeah. Do I still smoke some weed? Fuck yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't uh, like, I wouldn't sell, that's not yeah, what yeah. I meant. It's just other, embar- it's more embarrassing shit than anything else. But anyhow, um, you know, when I started Supplement Superstores, our first company with Chris, you know, we were 19 years old and, um, you know, we were adults. Um, all those other times, you know, I still was, I could still go home at night. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so there was more, uh, I didn't really have an option. Okay. And I really wasn't good at school. I didn't have any other interests than running businesses. Um, I knew that was what I wanted to do. But I, I guess, dude, I really think that's the only difference. The difference was like, I just couldn't quit because I fucking couldn't quit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I talk so much about, and, and I, tr- I try to maintain that mentality today. Like I try to remember like, bro, you, like I know this sounds fucking stupid from where I'm coming from today. But in my mind, I tell myself every day, I'm like, bro, if you don't get out of bed and go fucking do your shit, you're gonna be digging fucking ditches, which is absurd for me to say. Like, it's absurd. Knowing where you, yeah. Yeah, from where I'm standing now. Telling yourself you're gonna lose it all. And and I'm not disrespecting anybody that digs ditches because that's what I did before this. Right, 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 right. Okay, I just don't wanna do it. This shit's fucking hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I'm kind of a pussy with that shit, just being real. I don't like that kind of hard work. Yeah. For real, yeah, yeah. like I did enough of it growing up. Yeah, you know, I'm all very thankful for my my uh, my parents, um, both of them, for making me do things that were hard like that. Mm. 
But uh, but yeah, dude, it's zero option mentality, bro. Like if you if you adopt, the, that's what I talk about: zero compromise, zero options. Right? These are things that you have to implant in your brain. Like your back is against the fucking wall, bro. You know what I'm saying? So there is no other choice for me. Like there is no other choice. Like when I talk about where we're gonna go with first form, there's no fucking. I'm not. There's no, no fucking options. Like no that's shape. what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. 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 Like we're doing that. That's it. And it will get there. And no matter what comes in front of that, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be here every day fucking doing it. Mm. Um, and so is everybody else here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it, so whatever it is you do, whether, whether it's, you know, you're on 75 hard or you're on some other program that requires discipline, like a regular diet or whatever, fucking whatever. Training for an Ironman. You're training for yeah. Ironman. Yeah. You're fucking, uh, you're, you're fucking building a business. You're, you're building a podcast. You're fucking, uh, I don't know, whatever it is the fuck you do right? Pick where it is you want to go and, and make it a non-negotiable thing. Like I'm, this is what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And then show up every day with that same attitude. Like I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And that's, that's, you know, that zero options mentality, that's part of the benefit of the live hard program, you know, which you can find for free at, uh, uh, episode 80. Okay. It's free. But that's part of the benefit of what you learn through that program is you learn like, dude, I have to fucking do this. Mm-hmm. I have no fucking options or I fail. Yeah. And bro, I'm not willing to accept failure. I'm not. So, so in my life, I'm not willing to accept going back to dig ditches. You understand? Yeah. It's, it's, so, so, so in live hard, the failure of the program is equivalent to me going back and digging ditches in real life. So I'm willing to show up every motherfucking day and do whatever the fuck I got to do. Okay. Learn every day, whatever the fuck, whatever, whatever the fuck it takes, we are fucking getting there. And that's in every project I take on. That's why I don't invest in a hundred different companies because I I can only operate one way and only have so much bandwidth for that. That's why I can only do so many projects. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Dude, it makes me think too, because I feel like it's like once people give themselves a plan B and put that safety net down, right? Like no matter how big you thought out plan B, Plan B in your mind, it's plan B. The problem with plan B, bro, and people get so upset when I say this, but the problem with plan B is that it gives you options. Mm. And that's the problem. Yeah. You cannot win at a big goal or a, a difficult uh, lifelong mission having options because it's going to get so fucking hard, bro, that you're going to take it at some point. Yeah. If you have one. Just to stop the pain. No, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, there can be no fucking options. And people get so upset and they take it literally like, oh, well, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, of course you got to have this. Yeah. Coming from the motherfucker that took the fucking plan B. Right. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, bro, I'm just telling you, shit's going to be hard as fuck. If you give yourself options of any other sort, there's going to be a time where you want to take them. And that dude, listen, that reply, that, that, that just so you know, applies in every area of your life in every single fucking area. That's how you get where you want to go. You remove the other fucking options, zero option mentality. That's how we fucking did it. Fucking love it. Guys, Andy, that's three. Pay the fee. Yeah, guys. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Talk to you next time. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, count it million.